Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another weekly edition, the weekly recap of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. I'm one half of your host, as always, Maurice Williams, aka Mind of Reese, M of R25 on Twitter, Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok. Not plugging the YouTube right now, but you can follow me at Mind of Reese on Instagram. Joined as always by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, aka Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter bibscorner.com for all of your bibs corner media content including have you seen podcasts which recently released this bibs corner awards wish we had a soundboard right now i would do the <laughs> do the claps maybe we need um, to get one yeah maybe we need to get one man uh sometimes i'll be clapping in the mic and peep and i'll go back and i can't hear it so you know uh, I probably need to change the settings on the mic. I got it picking up just me. Sometimes I need to add a little sound effects in there. Um, but yeah, the Bibs Corner Awards, man, I participated uh, as a voter for the first time, which was fun. Uh, felt like I was included in some shit. Uh, I listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Some things surprised me. Some things didn't. Okay. But before I get into this, before I give my opinion on this, uh, how you feeling? How you feeling overall? How you feeling about the results of the uh, awards and you know the part in general? Yeah, man, I watched uh, seventy five movies mm. last year. Um, I used to do a hundred, but with the podcasting and whatnot that we do, hundred probably not gonna happen these days. Um, not in the year. I might go back and watch some, but. Uh, it was interesting because, you know, I'm looking at the Oscars and I started doing the awards because I don't like how the Oscars handles things <clears throat> as far as which movies get recognized and whatnot, which roles get recognized. And then we did this and a lot of the nominations, a lot of the movies that came up are the same movies that the Oscars are recognizing. And it made me wonder, you know, they put in a lot of work to change the way that they operate, to change, again, those 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 problems that they've had in the past. And maybe that that work is working a little bit. If uh, some of our awards came out close to what they're going to come out with in the Oscars. But with that said, there were two awards that I needed to go a certain way. And I'm glad they did. That was the. uh best young lead that's for a actor or actress 18 or under and then the uh best lead actress i needed both of those to go a certain way and they both went to the people i I wanted them to go to so i'm pleased best lead actress went to mia goth correct yeah oh yeah yeah if you ain't listened to the goddamn have you seen podcast with the bibs corner awards yet you're missing out and if you're a fan of this podcast and you ain't listening, I don't know what you're doing. Sorry for the spoilers, but it's like 10 other awards that, that I won't yeah, spoil for you. Uh, since, since we don't want to do spoilers, I'll save my opinion. Um, actually, no, I won't. Uh, Bibs takes careful time to do show notes, and I'm pretty sure if you want to skip ahead, you can skip ahead. So if you don't want any spoilers for the Bibs Corner Awards going forward, Skip ahead to the Mavs talk. It won't be that long, I promise. Um, 
everything everywhere all at once, right? <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but I like the movie. Right. I enjoyed it. I'm in the minority to where I'm like, it was okay. It wasn't for me. It was too much going on. Right. I understood what they were trying to do, but it, it went a crazy route. And I try not to say things like this because I know we complain all the time about there are not being enough creativity uh, in, in Hollywood nowadays. And that's as creative as you're going to get right. for a Hollywood movie. And it's coming from A24, which is, an, which is expected. Um, there's a lot going on in that movie for me. And I'm just like, I, I see, I see what's going on here. And it took me a while to just understand the whole point of the story. And I never saw it twice. So maybe it's a thing like, yeah, just maybe I just needed to watch it twice, but I wasn't interested enough to watch it twice. Um, it, It's getting a lot of love, man. I don't, I, yeah. Um, It, didn't sweep but it took most of the awards more than any other film uh i believe at your awards right yeah i want to say i mean this is only the second time i may go back let me ask you this live if i go back and do 2020 and 2021 would you be interested in voting on those two i don't know if i saw enough movies to qualify I barely saw enough movies to qualify they were weird years because of covid like people well, definitely 2020 went yeah. filming yeah. So like not a lot of movies came out, especially good stuff. So I probably watched like 50 movies a couple of those years. I'll put together some short lists and some- I didn't even watch 50 in 2021 and 2022. I meant 21 and 20. Uh 22 was the first year I was like, okay, because 21 at the end of the year, I was like, all right, I want to rank the movies I saw this year. And I saw oh most of them are Marvel films and super and I'm like, I don't like this. Like I want to see more actual movies. Right. So I took advantage of my AMC subscription, went out of my way to see as many movies as I could. So that was the first year I really did that. Okay. So I probably wouldn't be able to give uh, a real opinion on most of the movies. I put a short list together. I'll see how it looks and then go from there. Okay. Um, I was disappointed that Top Gun Maverick did not win anything. Yeah, I was. that was crazy to me. I'm disappointed in you. Um, in me, <laughs> when I was listening, in the whale and Top Gun Maverick were tied, and I was like, "Do the right thing, babes. Give this to Tom Cruise. <laughs> Give it to Tom Cruise, man. Brendan Fraser already won Best Actor. Give it to Tom Cruise. <laughs> but I can't be mad because the same thing you said about the whale, and I think you mentioned, I mentioned in my right. note." I even texted you when I got out of the bed. I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, if I'm, I'm driving home and I'm, it, my eyes are still welling up. Like I'm 20 minutes away from the theater at this point. <laughs> um, so yeah, that movie, I, I can't even hate. I just really want to talk about Maverick. You can get the emotion out of me. It's hard for me not to vote for you. Yeah, man. It's, yeah, it's, it's like crazy. on Double Toasted, Martin always says, in order for me to move, give a movie better than sex, it's got to make me cry. I'm like, there you go. Man. I mean, that's good. That's a good criteria. And that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I really was enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. I'm glad that I'm glad that the Oscars recognize it because they usually don't yeah. recognize movies like that. Yeah. But I do feel like it's undeniable. I feel like if you watch the first movie, especially, they uh 
they fixed they they took what was a really bad movie like it's a bad movie like i wouldn't call it bad it's a bad movie man. it's mid <laughs> all right i'm gonna let it go <laughs> they got the homoerotic sex story that never came to fruition like you can't watch that damn homoerotic shit makes a movie bad i'm not saying that made it bad <laughs> i'm just saying it's like there but there but you know it's there you see it but that's yeah. not what they were trying to do yeah at all like they accidentally they accidentally this 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 love story that but it did feel like it kind of came to a conclusion. It, they they tied all the loose ends up, like everything for that movie that was the ground was laid for. Because I was like, if you told me this was a Tom Cruise and um, I forgot his name, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, yeah. If you told me it was a love story about their two characters, I would believe it. I I would believe it too. And it's like, and, and they couldn't they couldn't go through with it. You know what I mean? Like the the culture wasn't there at the time. If you told me that's what it was, that's a whole different movie, and, and it makes more sense. But what what they had going on was just like, hey, let's just throw this random woman in here that's that's gonna be the instructor, but also gonna randomly fall in love with this this hotshot kid for no reason. Like, come on, son. Um, but anyway, all the weird stuff. Like even when Buddy died in the first movie, it didn't even hit. It felt so like anticlimactic, like. I thought he was just hurt and he was in the water and I'm like, like damn, I hope he all right. Like I thought he had a concussion. Like <laughs> his neck was and then they go to him dead, and I'm like, <laughs> the Mr. Krabs meme. I'm like, what what happened? And then they just show Tom Cruise at the seat, like, damn. And then that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> I don't know if they ever explain how he died. Like did he hit his head? He hit his head, he broke his neck. Like when he rejected, okay. he hit the thing. He wasn't supposed to, you ain't supposed to hit that. Yeah. And it broke I mean, obviously. <laughs> but no, all we got was Tom Cruise at the sink, like, damn. And that was it. Like he had spilled some coffee on his baba or something. Like, nah, you just killed your best friend, dog. Like, what you mean? Last thing about the awards before we get into Mavs talk. Uh you dropped the ball with one thing, man. You were supposed to rectify this, man. What's that? You we talked about this. The black phone was not listed in in the horror section. Let me go back. Let me go back to the black phone. And I think it threw some people off. I put it under drama. Yeah. What the fuck? We talked about this. I told you. you didn't I thought I did it intentionally because it. I didn't feel like it had real horror elements. But you put bodies, bodies, bodies. Because it's a slash. So, what do you consider the black phone? A, a like a. He literally a kills a motherfucker with an axe. A crime drama. A crime drama. Yeah. It's a horror movie. I, it is listed as a horror movie <laughs> in the horror movie section. That's on me. I'll take that. But with that, just, not I, enough people thought it was egregious enough to write it in. I will say this. I don't I think with the write-in parts, people are first gonna look at the movies that are listed. They probably don't even think of the black phone because it's not listed, because they're like, oh, this would obviously be listed, or they just didn't it just didn't cross their mind. Because when I did it, it didn't cross my mind until after when I saw it in another section. I'm like, wait, this wasn't in their horror. Yeah, Tyler, I think Tyler was the main one that voted for 
I think somebody wrote in Ethan Hawk for um Oh okay. All right. Was that not that wasn't you? I think it was Tyler. I think he wrote in Ethan Hawk. I wrote in Black Phone for Best Horror, but I didn't think to write in Ethan Hawk. He also voted for Madeline McGraw. Um he didn't he didn't say anything about it. I, if I, if he had said something about it, then it probably would have ended up in the top three at least for a horror film. But. Yeah, I just I wanted it in the top three. I knew it wasn't going to win because I voted for fucking Barbarian and I knew everybody else was going to vote for fucking Barbarian. I don't I, think it I wasn't sure. I didn't think it swept, though, right? No, it didn't. It was um, <laughs> it was a close one, if I'm not mistaken. Let me uh, I'll pull it up. I definitely wasn't playing had as much movie talk, but hey, I ain't gonna complain. This the end of it. <laughs> All right, yeah, it was Barbarian <clears throat> finished with one, two first place votes, uh, one, two second place votes, okay. and then Pearl had one first place vote, <clears throat> a third place vote, and a second place vote. So Pearl and X actually tied for a second. See, I would have definitely, I, I think Black Phone would have been over X. And I think one of them, I think they probably took votes from each other, to be honest. Because it's like, you got to pick between Pearl and X. Yeah. Type of th- Most people, I would assume, did that. Uh, it's like Tyler's the only one who voted for both of them. But uh, Ty West is his guy. So yeah, that's not surprising. That's fair. Um, shout out to Tyler. Uh, I'm, I'm going to look forward to watching your review of Scream. Um, after I watched the movie, uh, I haven't listened to any reviews yet, but I've he- I've been hearing good things uh, from people who've seen it, which isn't a surprise because the last one was good as well. So, thought, yeah. Um, but that's enough of the movie talk. Like I said, if y'all have not checked out the Bibbs Corner Awards on the Have You Seen podcast, please go and do so. I believe you released it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Released it yesterday. Uh, if you're a movie watcher, and you thinking, damn, I want to hop on a review with Bibbs. I'm pretty sure he always looking for new people because I'm pretty sure he's tired of me, Tyler, and uh, Shad coming on this fucking podcast all the time. So um, to take that a step further. <clears throat> I got this 100 greatest movies of all time IMDb poster, right? Yeah. 100 greatest movies of all time. It's a scratch off joint. <laughs> I have not seen a ton of these movies. And I want to watch them. So. God damn it. I'm looking for people to review these with. It don't have to be the new movies. We can do the old movies. I'm talking about Casablanca. Seven. Uh, 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 Apocalypse Now. Like. The I've seen a seven, but it's been a long time. I'm gonna do a rewatch. But uh, hundred greatest movies of all time, rewatch. Hit me in my DM. Let me know. Hey, have you seen this movie? Is this movie on the list? I will talk to anybody about movies. Let's get it done. Rolo has already said he's ready to hop on one whenever. Um, but he's been on the pod before, so it, it, I, I'm very interested in talking to new people. So uh, hit me up. I'm going to link you with somebody. I'm going to link you with somebody. Somebody from Twitter? Someone who I became a fan of through YouTube. I subscribed to their YouTube. And we end up following each other on Facebook and Twitter. 
and kind of built a connection. Okay. Um, I'm a link y'all. Uh, see what I can do. He don't be on social media much, so I don't know when the motherfucker gonna respond. But uh, yeah. Um, on to the Mavs talk, the depressing part of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> Dallas Mavericks finished the week one and two, just as I predicted. I think I predicted the exact games. I think I said we beat the Jazz and uh, lose the other two. I didn't think John Morant wouldn't be playing uh, against us, but it is what it is. Um, lost to the, I mean, I said lost. What the fuck? Defeated the Utah Jazz on Tuesday, 120 to 116. Wednesday, lost to the Pelicans, 113 to 106. And yesterday, last night, well, Saturday night, I don't know when, I don't know if this is coming out today or Monday. Um, lost to the Memphis Grizzlies without John Morant. We were without Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic, but we only lost by four points, 112 to 108. Uh, we're going to dive into this game uh, really quickly. Uh, where should we start? Where do you want to start? Should we start with the starting lineup? Should we start with coaching decisions during the game regarding to the lineup? What well, what do you want to start with? Let's go start with starting lineup. Okay. Before the game, obviously the starting lineup was released. Mind you, we are without Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Luka Doncic still recovering from the thigh injury. Kyrie is out for personal reasons. Starting lineup was, for the first time this season in his career, Jaden Hardy starting at point guard or guard, whatever you want to say. Josh Green, Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr., Dwight Powell. No Christian Wood, surprisingly. Usually when we've been without Luka Doncic this season, Christian Wood has started or at least got starter minutes to make up for that lack of scoring. And granted, we didn't have too much of a lack of scoring. Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, a rare, efficient night, 8 of 15 from shooting, 4 of 8 from 3, 23 points. Good for him. Jaden Hardy came out 9 of 21, 3 of 9 from 3, 22 points. Josh Green with a double-double, 9 of 16, 3 of 6 from 3, 10 rebounds and 21 points, along with 4 assists. Uh, if confidence was an issue, clearly that confidence is back, or maybe it was just something else in the way. It's very possible. Uh, Christian Wood off the bench, 15 minutes, 4 of 8 from the field, 14 minutes. Uh, Reggie Bullock gave 7 points in the starting lineup. Uh, the person that played the most points off the bench, Maxi Kleba. One of three from the field, four points, eight rebounds, four assists. Uh, Dwight Powell played 19 minutes, five rebounds, four points. <sighs> McKinley Wright got 21 minutes. Uh, no one else played. Surprisingly, no Frank or Theo. Uh, thank God. Um, no Markeith Morris, no JaVale McGee. What, what are your thoughts on this? The, the starting lineup, the 
just everything. Jason, Jason Kidd, man. Um, Jaden Hardy was not playing. He was talking about talking to Josh Green about surviving, not getting minutes. Literally, no rotation, no rotation spot for him, no place we could play him. And then Luca and Kyrie are out. And suddenly Jaden Hardy is the starter. Not not just the starter, but he is the Luca Kyrie proxy. Make it make sense. Now, before I let that go, <clears throat> a guy in my mentions did try to make it make sense. Well, we don't need Jaden Hardy's uh, uh, abilities when Luca and Kyrie are playing. Why not? Luca and Kyrie don't play 48 minutes. If you want to, most teams, if you want to keep your system one way, you have proxies for your starters on the bench. So when, if Luca's playing the whole first quarter, when Kyrie comes out, it would make sense if Jaden Hardy is the Kyrie Jr. to put Jaden Hardy in after Kyrie comes out, right? Because that way you can still play the same way. Clearly, he's not as good as Kyrie, but you can continue to play the same type of basketball. Instead, you bring him out. Now we switch the way we play to Luca iso ball, Luca pick and roll, pick and pop situations, and nothing else. That's all we got when Kyrie comes out. Vice versa. When Luca comes out and Kyrie comes back in, Jaden Hardy would also still work in that situation. Again, you're not getting a ton uh, of defense either way. So you can run Kyrie and Hardy together for a minute. Make sure you got three three big bigs on the court to cover the, the defensive mm-hmm. efficiencies. It's it's uh the the logic behind Theo Pinson and Frank should play at all when Luca and Kyrie are around and Jaden Hardy should not to Theo and Frank can't even get on the court when they're gone and Jaden Hardy's a star. It makes no fucking sense. There is no way to make that make sense. Based on what we did to yesterday, Jaden Hardy should be getting 10 to 15 minutes a night. And that's not hard. Like, you cannot tell me what Frank. You cannot tell me there's no room in the rotation for Jaden Hardy when Frank is getting minutes. And you'll probably say, "Well, Frank is getting minutes for his defense," and that is a fair point. Frank is an immensely better defender than Jaden Hardy. Does Frank still suck? Yes, but his defense does bring something to the court, if nothing else. I'll tell you this: we're still bottom ten in defense. We're still bottom 10 in defense. Frank is not, Frank's defense is not getting enough minutes to impact this defense. So why not put in someone who can actually help the offense? We still don't have that third ball handle off the bench. And Jaden Hardy, I feel like, has proved he can contribute somewhat. I'm not saying give him the position full time. 10 to 15 minutes a game, maybe sometimes 12, 10 to 15 minutes a game. 10 to 15 minutes a game is fair. I'm not asking for more than 15. I'm not asking for 20. I think 20 is egregious. For yeah, unless he's hot. Yeah, unless he's hot. Like, I, I don't understand. At least then it gives you an opportunity. Hey, 
if you want to play Kyrie and Jaden Hardy together, Jaden Hardy can play off guard. Kyrie can uh, run the offense. I'm cool with Jaden Hardy playing the off guard role. I just don't, I don't understand why we continue to put ourselves in a position where when Luka is on the bench, Kyrie is the only ball handler and vice versa when we have someone on the bench capable of taking that pressure off of them and creating baskets for himself. Someone capable of attacking the basket. The fact that Frank is coming in as a ball handler kind of kills that whole point, in my opinion, anyway. Because he's coming in as a ball handler, and where early in his career he did show the ability to navigate a pick and roll well, after the growth spurt, his handle has been ass. He can't do it anymore. He needs to be on the wing, which means he needs to be the proxy for Bullock and Holiday. That's the, those are the two people he needs to be playing behind. If you're trying to make him anything, if you're trying to make him a player, he needs to be in that string of Bullock, Holiday, Frank. That's his role. Theo Pinson, I'm done pretending he is a basketball player. I'm, I'm much love and respect to the man, but I still don't know what he is. And we've seen enough minutes at this point to where we should know if there was anything. Is he a point guard? No. Is he a shooter? No. Is he a defender? No. What, what role is he playing? Glue guy? Maybe. We got Maxi for that. He's a glue stick guy. That's that's. It's not holding nothing. You know what I mean? You get that to your kids to to so they can feel like they they got some. Anyway, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna stop. Uh. Speaking of going all in on the offense because we're not playing defense anyway, Christian Wood. 14 minutes. 14 points. Yep. Six for six from the line. He was having his way on offense. Literally. All they were doing was fouling him. He got multiple and ones. Same as the previous game, by the way. Can I talk about down the stretch? Go ahead. <clears throat> Late in the game, we struggled with scoring, getting an offense that looked like anything to happen. A lot of Jaden Hardy isos. Again, he's the proxy for Kyrie and Luka. So a lot of Jaden Hardy isos at the end. We also couldn't rebound. At the end, we we gave up three offensive rebounds that led to four points, and I it's three that led to four points because two of them happened on one possession. So, miss rebound, miss rebound again, make on one possession, and another one was just a miss offensive rebound put back. That's how we lost the game. Now, Christian Wood. I'm not going to say fixes, but gives you an opportunity to avoid both of those things. He gets defensive rebounds. And rather than just ISOing Hardy, you can post up Wood. Unless Jaron Jackson is there, 
nobody else was guarding him. And if Jaron Jackson is there, Wood's capable of making that pass to the open guy if Jaron Jackson comes over to help. And if Jaron Jackson's there, you keep Wood on the perimeter to keep Jaron Jackson out of the paint. Right. <clears throat> so the easy answer to avoid what occurred down the stretch is to play Wood and Maxi together. Both can stretch the floor. So either way, Jaron Jackson doesn't have anybody he can play off of to protect the rim because everybody can shoot in that scenario. And then on the other end, what would happen is somebody would penetrate. The lone big would have to cover the penetration. And then Jaden Hardy or Tim is on the back line to stop somebody from getting the rebound. Rather than having another big out there to help with that. Now, down the stretch, now, when Christian Wood came out, <laughs> you may remember this play. Jaron Jackson scored, right? He scored on Wood. Jaden Hardy fouled him, though. Wood came out. Wood was pissed, apparently. Rolo mentioned it. Um, I didn't see him on the bench for a while after that. I didn't see him on the bench, like, the closing end of the game. Like I saw him at the last second. He was un- on the baseline under the hoop. Okay, all right. Um, but he wasn't like sitting where you could see everybody. Gotcha. So he was standing up on the baseline under the hoop. But um, but yeah, for a while I didn't see him. I don't know if he was there, but previously and I just couldn't tell or what. But regardless, he comes out next play. Dwight Powell is in. Jaron Jackson bodied him up, scored on him, and won. Dwight Powell comes out. So now you put Maxi in. And while Maxi will give you a better effort protecting the rim, he cannot rebound. Not his strong suit. Not his not his forte. And so we left Maxi in. I guess that covered the defensive issues. But now he's your lone rebounder on an island. And before somebody says, "Oh, but he had eight rebounds," by necessity. By the sheer fact of being on the court as the only big, because for whatever reason, despite having no actual center, Jason Kidd is committed to playing one big at a time for most of the game. When we have two that can stretch the floor. Right. And one of them can create their own shot and the other one can play defense. Closing lineup. Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Christian Wood, Maxi Cleveland. Too easy. Makes too much sense. It makes too much sense for him to do. And since we're on the topic of Jason Kidd, let's quit because I was about to mention something that he mentioned. So since we're on the topic, uh, shout out to Grant Afseth, uh, one of the, if not the, only person in the Dallas sports media who is asking the questions that need to be asked, that need to be asked. <clears throat> Posted a tweet, the press game, the post-game conference. Tweet goes, I asked Mavericks coach Jason Kidd about Christian Woods' playing time continuing to be reduced in addition to not closing games since the trade deadline. That's the question. Let me repeat it. He specifically said Christian Wood went from playing about 30 minutes a game 
to now playing less than half of that. That was how he worded it. Even with that, I don't think Jason Kidd answered the question. He has a script. It's a script at this point. You remember the whole we got Frank Milikina thing? Yeah. Like 50 times from Nico, Mark, and Jason Kidd. This is what they do. We must not remember what the script is. When you get (laughs) a question, a legitimate question that they don't want to answer, they put a script together and they just repeat it. I'm going to repeat the question one more time before I uh, quote the, the Jason Kidd response. I asked Mavericks coach Jason Kidd about Christian Wood's playing time continuing to be reduced in addition to not closing games since the trade deadline. You look at just the depth that we have with all the bigs. We're trying to get them in the game and see who has the hot hand. And right now, with Maxi back, that's going to cut some of his minutes down, especially when we're healthy. That's just the way it is right now, and it can change as we go forward. I saw this this morning while I was laying in bed, and I immediately did some research. Would you like to know what I found? Please, Dr. Reese. You probably saw my tweet. or or maybe You didn't? Okay. 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 Uh, let me find it in the... Okay, I guess it's not there. Uh, yes. I quote tweeted that and said, before the Maxi Kleba injury in December, which means every game before that injury, Christian Wood averaged 26 minutes per game. 26 minutes and one second to be precise. The Pelicans game this past week was Wood's first time cracking 25 minutes since he himself has come back from injury. That's even without Maxi Kleba active. So explain the depth talk to me. Because even before Maxi came back, Christian Wood was not getting the minutes. Christian Wood was not closing the games. We were on this podcast discussing this, were we not? Yeah. Yeah. We were. What hot hand are you talking about? Maybe the hot hand that scored 14 points in 14 minutes. And and I just, I don't want to come on here every week and talk about the Christian Wood thing because I don't want to make it seem like, oh, y'all Christian Wood stands up. I'm not a Christian Wood stand. No, not at all. I'm not a stand. I appreciate his game. I like him. I would like him to continue to be a maverick. But the main thing is, we have a good player on this team that's not playing. And and please don't talk to me about fucking defense. I I don't want to hear it. We're a bad defensive team. You might as well score. Christian was a good player. And if you had a legitimate excuse for not playing him, I would accept that. I have no problem with that. But every excuse that I hear is bullshit. This is nothing against Maxi. It's nothing against any other big on the team. But telling me that you're going with the hot hand when Christian Wood scored 14 points in 14 fucking minutes is ridiculous. Also, Grant pulled out the receipts. He replied to that tweet that he made with a tweet from February 28th where he asked Jason Kidd about Christian Wood and Maxi potentially sharing the floor when Kleber returns to game action. 
Jason Kidd's response was, the numbers will say that they are good together. When we do get Maxi back, we will look to putting these two together. And hopefully, those numbers hold up. But with the time that Maxi's missed, it's going to take him some time to get a rhythm. If those numbers don't hold up, that doesn't mean we go away from it. We got to work slowly with Maxi. We can't expect him to come back and be the one that pulls the defense together. It's going to take him some time. So what happened between the 28th and now? Explain to me why when Maxi was out, Max uh, Christian Woods' minutes went down. And don't tell me it's, you were working him back after the injury because Maxi came in and played 20 plus minutes immediately after his injury. J- just to be clear. What happened to them playing together? Because tonight would have been the perfect opportunity for them to play together, considering our two best players were out and both of them could give you something on the court to benefit the offense and defense as well. Nothing Jason Kidd says makes sense. I'm done giving, well, I've been done giving him the benefit of the doubt, but this dude's a terrible head coach. And you know, the worst part about it is he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Nope. He's at least coaching out his contract at the very least. Y'all better hope he doesn't get an extension. Y'all keep going on these goddamn Twitter pages and talking about Mark Cuban is going to run Luka Doncic out of Dallas. Jason Kidd is going to run Luka Doncic out of Dallas. And y'all know I don't even like to get on here and talk about Luka leaving Dallas because I'm like, man, he under contract for the next few years. And that is true. But if that contract entails being coached by Jason Kidd for the rest of his career, he is gone. He's gone. Going to make a choice quick. This is the NBA when coaches fuck up, especially when you got a superstar on a team and you have goals and aspirations. Those coaches don't stay around for long. Jason Kidd should not be an exception. He has no resume. There's nothing good on his resume to warrant giving him chance after chance giving him a long leash. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. This has been an extreme regress this season, an extreme regress. He's a completely different coach than he was last season. I damn near want us to lose in the first round just so he'll be on the hot seat. And I told y'all when he got hired, I said the grass ain't always green on the other side. I'd rather have Rick Carlisle than Jason Kidd. And they both got flaws. Because we have Rick Carlisle, we'd have never got this Josh Green. And Josh Green and Jay Hardy would be sharing the bench together right now. That I believe. That I believe. Rick Carlisle would probably run Kyrie out of Dallas quick. Wouldn't even be any talks of signing back in the offseason. But when it comes to coaching, Rick Carlisle is 10 times the coach Jason Kidd ever has been or ever will be. Jason Kidd is a terrible head coach. And, and I wanted I wanted this to work, and I wanted him to prove me wrong in the first season he did. But he's showing me 
why me and everyone else had concern when he was hired. Does he still have time to turn around? Absolutely. He can he can get his shit together. He can fix it. Will he? No. There's a saying called you can't teach an old dog new tricks for a reason. Ran over. Um, there was something you said at one point about not wanting to sound like Christian Wood stands. And I think as time passes, it's looking less like that. It's feeling less like that by the day because it's not just us saying this stuff at this point. We've been on it for a while, but it's not just us and, and, and other people that think like us saying this stuff now. It's gotten outside the house. Yeah. Uh, Andy Bailey just posted something for Bleacher, wrote something for Bleacher Report today and then uh, dropped the excerpts of his Christian Wood segment on the timeline. Draymond Green was had an interview with JaVale McGee on his podcast, and he literally mentioned the exact scenario that's playing out with Christian Wood. Should I play a clip? Play a clip. Let me know if you can hear it. Wait, wait, like, just all the different things. Outlook on it would be totally different. You know, like, you, you'll see certain things going on. You'll sure. better understand them. Like, you'll better understand guys' rotations. All of a sudden, this guy is a plan because he's on the contract year and the team want to lower his number. They can get away with it. Like, just all the different things. And if you actually... He said that to JaVale, JaVale, JaVale McGee. McGee. A guy who's on the team. And nodding his head as, as Draymond is saying these things. I don't know, man. Oh, shit. Christian Wood liked the video. <laughs> I didn't even see What? <laughs> he liked Draymond's video? The video we posted with Draymond? Oh. like our post. Wow. Hey, man. It don't get no more obvious <laughs> <laughs> It don't get more obvious than that, bro. Markeith Morris's tweet last night. It's crazy. One minute ago, Coops just replied to his own tweet, I guess, talking about he, he replied with the video saying, here's the video for context. Shout out to Bibbs. And yeah. Yeah. And then somebody else replied, Christian Wood like this tweet. That's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. I did, I had missed it. I didn't see it either. But uh, yeah, most people were speculating that the Marquise Morris tweet "Make it make sense" was about Christian Wood. I thought it was about Christian Wood. I saw in the group chat that they was like, "Come on now, do he want minutes?" I'm like, I don't think he's talking about himself. Yeah, I think most people said that it was about Christian Wood, and the speculation is that. It's not just it's people on our team that notice it and don't like it. I talked about this. Was it on? Um, was it on here or on? A, I might have done it on buckets. I don't remember where I did it, but I talked about how when I was in high school, uh, I was a six man at one point. Talked about it on here. Okay, so I was a six man at one point, but I was clearly the the best point guard on the team, and everybody knew it. Like I was voted for voted captain on the team. And I was not getting the playing time that I, I deserve. It was fucking with me mentally. Like it made me lose my love for the game because I was like, what, what do I, what do I have to do to get on the court? Like I get on the court, score 10 points, 10 minutes. 
or in uh, five minutes and, and get sent to the bench and never come back type stuff. Or I get in in the last couple minutes of the game, score eight straight points, steal layups and, and dimes. And, and next game, I, I don't get to see the court. Like what? The kid with my love for the game. But and the team will we'll talk about it. Like, hey, man, wish wish we wish you would get more PT. You know, it brings the morale down. Like everybody's not selfish. People want to win games usually. And if you see your teammate go out and score 14 points in 15 minutes and your team is struggling to score and this person is on the bench, you're going to be a little confused. Like, I don't think Markeith Morris is like, I should be out there. No, he's like, dog, why is this dude that just scored 14 points in 15 minutes got fouled multiple times in the post because they can't guard him and made all his free throws? Why is this guy on the bench if we're actually trying to win this game? That's how a teammate thinks in that scenario. Do y'all think Justin Holiday is sitting there thinking, damn, this dude, kid must be cooking with this lineup. I can't, we got the rookie out there going one on four. This is, this is definitely winning basketball. We definitely going to the chip off this for sure. Do y'all think Kyrie <laughs> with the sage in the video in the, in the backyard, do y'all think he's sitting there contemplating about how Jason Kidd is crazy like a fox because Christian Wood is on the bench when we need scoring? Is that is that what y'all think is occurring? Do y'all think all these dudes just care about themselves? No, they don't. They want to win games. Especially the vets. The young guys, they might they have to be a little bit more selfish. They have to be, let me go get mine. But the vets want to win games. Period. If they think they can contribute to that winning, of course they want to be out there to contribute. But at the end of the day, most of them are going to be pleased with knowing that their coach put the, the best, his best foot forward every night to put the team in position to win. And that is not what is occurring. Our team notices it. Guys on other teams notice it and are talking about it. Every single national broadcast, it comes up. Kevin O'Connor replied to Grant's tweet. Yeah. He called out Jason Kidd for being a bad coach. Every single one of the last couple weeks, National broadcast comes on. Christian Wood was starting. Suddenly, uh, he's not playing much lately. Uh, it's one of the weirder situations. I saw an article in Forbes last week about this. Like, everybody is talking about this situation. And in no scenario are national uh, writers, pundits, talking heads, looking at it as if there is a logical explanation. Like, I've never heard... One of them say, well, it may be the defensive. No, Dwight Powell is stopping nobody. We, I've done this before. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Dwight Powell being in the right place to get scored on does not do anything for me. Christian Wood being out of place, one, two out of eight possessions, but then being in place to get a block, two out of those other eight possessions, is better than Dwight Powell being there all eight times and getting scored on. Take your time, brother. When Christian Wood was starting, Dwight Powell was starting too a lot of those games, right? 
Yeah. Why are we not? Why do we get healthy and we can't play two bigs anymore? Why do we get Markeith Morris and we can't play two bigs anymore? The first couple of times he got a little quick spurt, he, he did good in his quick spurts. The last time he was out there, I think he was out there as the lone big. He got fl- fried up for sure. He shouldn't have been out there as the lone big. We have nothing but forwards and JaVal McGee is a center. All the other guys that we have are forwards. Play two of them like a college team. And let's get it, get it cracking. Like the answers are in front of your face. Let me, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to curse. You know, I'm trying to, it's the Lord's day. You know, I'm trying to do better. Every episode we record every week is on the Lord's day. What are you talking about? He's talking about. <laughs> I'm trying to do better, period. I want my mama to be able to listen to the podcast. My mama know I curse. No, not like this. This this gets out of hand. Jason can't be pissing me off. Not gonna yeah, lie. Jason can't bring out a different side of you, I can tell. It's just all I ask is that I, I feel like my team is trying. When Rick Carlisle was the coach, he meant he annoyed me too, but yeah. I never questioned if he was trying. I knew he was trying. He may not have tried the way I wanted him to try, but I knew he was trying. Jason Kidd is trying to piss me off is what it feels like. I never wanted the Mavs to move on from Rick Carlisle because Rick Carlisle was a bad coach. Right. That was never in question. The issue was Rick Carlisle was out of touch. Facts. That's all. The, 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 we needed a younger mind. Now, I don't know. Maybe he just ain't want to be here because the motherfucker went to Indiana and did a re- another rebuild. Yeah, not a re- just rejuvenated. As fucking but he's re- also the he's also making player decisions. Maybe he didn't have that power in Dallas. Okay, that's okay. All right. Um, it, he also kind of the rookie thing is probably like all right. Maybe he just personally didn't believe in Josh Green because he plays Andrew Nimhart, Chris Duarte, who is really playing as much now, huh? He's having the player personnel decisions, so he he can decide which types of rookies he wants. He probably didn't have any say on Josh Green. That's possible. Um, yeah. So so maybe Rick Carlisle wasn't the issue. If you ask me, Jason Kidd has too much control over a player. Maybe it's not him. Let's take that out of the equation. He's still bad at coaching. So there's no redeeming qualities. There's none. I was about to say I'd rather us hire an AEW boy. Rather what? Nothing. Uh, somebody had to, somebody had said that on the timeline. I said, "That's cool. Just hide your wives." Uh, yeah, just uh, with the with the reputation this organization got right now, I don't think hiring an AEW Doka is a good sign. Is a good look for them. Do they give a fuck? Since we already don't play defense, just hire Mike D'Antoni. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, nah, because he gonna he gonna he gonna run like fifty pounds off of Luca ass boy. Whew. I mean, if y'all would have never let Jamal Mosley go, we never would been in this position. Um, Let's hope that the Rockets players and like the dysfunctionality in that locker room 
forces Steven Silas to lose his job, and we can sign Steven Silas as the head coach. I might have checked something because you made me think. All right, I had to make sure. Because they scooped up Quinn Snyder, the uh, the Hawks did. That would have been perfect. We ended this career in Utah and gave him a job in Dallas. And for anybody talking about how do we know Jamal Mosley could coach, he split his games against the Mavericks with a team that's in the lottery every year. That ain't saying shit. All you got to do is out coach Jason Kidd. I'm it's saying, like 25 coaches in the league that can do this. The, the can Jamal Cozley coach thing that people bring up is the same thing as the Dwight Powell versus Christian Wood thing. It's like neither one may be a perfect answer, but one has shown that they might be a better answer, depending on what you're looking for. Daisy Kidd I know one thing. had relationships, but Jamal Mosley seems to be getting the most out of his players. If Jamal Mosley was the coach of the Mavericks, and he was doing as bad of a job as Jason Kidd is doing right now, I would be more comfortable with expecting the Mavericks to fire him than Jason oh, 100%. 100%. Kidd. 100%. I don't expect them to get rid of Jason Kidd, but if it was Jamal Mosley, absolutely they would get rid of him. He would be gone. Scapegoat. Easy. Easy money. Only way Jason Kidd is going is if Kyrie or Lucas say they want him gone. In my great, man, I don't, I, I don't know where we go from here. Uh, Playoff chances ain't looking good. Playoff chances are not looking good. Um, this could be our first time missing the playoffs since Luca's first season. Since Luca's first season. We've been in the playoffs every year since. Whether we've had a chance or not is not the point. You you just want to get there at least. Uh Will I be surprised? No, because the last two seasons is like, man, we we I don't know if we're gonna get in. Are we gonna get in and we just barely make it? Uh this season is probably it's it's looking bad. We're gonna be in the play in. They uh they update the odds on the playoffs. We've gone from sixty four percent likely to get in to fifty two in the past week. It's only gonna continue to go down. And the Lakers, I think, somebody said their odds are higher than ours at this point. And they probably are a better team than us right now. We have 14 games left. So many games. 14 games we should beat. I'm not going to go through the schedule because obviously you do the weekly. I'm looking at it right now. I see. I'm looking at it too. One, two. Three, four, five, maybe six, five games against teams that are definitely behind us in the standings. I see. But the Lakers are behind us in the standings, but they look better than us right now. Yeah, I included the Lakers, and we play them. We play them twice. No, just one once. I'll just. I'm not going to say when. I'll just say some teams. We play the Spurs twice. We play the Spurs twice. We play the Hornets twice. We play the Hawks. We play the Bulls. And we play the Pacers. That's seven teams. Well, six teams were definitely supposed to be better than and then the Hawks who are equal to us. Yeah. We play the Grizzlies again Monday. They won't have Ja. Still no Ja. 
Will we have Luka and Kyrie? We'll see. One, maybe. We play the Grizzlies again the following Monday. Will they have Ja most likely? But we'll see. Yeah, that would be his first game back, probably. We play the Warriors at home. That is significant because the Warriors are trash on the road. I just, I, I don't know. Man. It do be facts. We play the Heat, who we blew out previously. Right now, we are eighth. We are 34 and 34. Minnesota is 34 and 34. The Lakers are 33 and 34. Utah is 33 and 35. It's, it's it's no way we can miss the playoffs. Like, outright miss the playoffs? No play-in? If we get in the play-in, it's going to be a problem. If we get into the play-in, it's going to be a problem. Because if we're in the play-in, let's say that – I hate this because obviously it doesn't. But let's say the playoffs started today. Right. We play Minnesota first round. In the play-in, that's not a seven-game series. That's one game. Now, a lot of you would say, one game, I'm taking Luka. Yeah, but Minnesota's defense ain't no hoe right now. Jaden McDaniels and Anthony Edwards is locking up. And they don't even have Cat, but they're doing their thing. Now, here's what I would wish. Cat comes back, fucks up everything. The chemistry, the defense, everything. That's That's what I would hope for if we have to see them eventually. Okay? Let's say... Let's say we beat them. We get in. That means we have Sacramento in the first round. Could go either way. Sacramento is not great defensively either. But let's say we lose. Let's say we lose to Minnesota. The Lakers beat Utah. Then we have the Lakers in the play-in. Are y'all confident we can beat a healthy Lakers team? No, not at all. Who was stopping them inside? That's what I want to know. That's how they beat us. Literally, we were clapping them. And then they said, oh, yeah, they got nobody in the paint. And, and just, they, did, they, they didn't even come back from threes. They came back from whooping our ass. They just went to the rim the rest of the game. <laughs> if we play Utah, yeah, I'm confident. If a team beats you with threes, it hurts a little bit less than a team just dunking on you over and over. Yeah, because if a team beats you with threes, it's like, damn, they would, the, the shots were just falling. But if a team beats you going to the paint, they're basically saying, y'all some bitches, and we're going to prove it. Just slap their meat on us on the table. Just All right. Just just ended the, ended the whole meal. Just. All right. Um... <laughs> All I'm saying is the future looks bleak right now. Um, This has been the most pessimistic I've been about our playoff chances and our playoff standing. Um, Could things turn around? Yes, but we've not seen a sign that they will. I I have no faith that they will. Yeah, I think I'm finally there to the point of being pessimistic. Yeah, um, we're a playing team right now. I remember at the beginning of the year or in the offseason, I spent a lot of energy saying it was crazy that anybody thought we would be in a play-in or that we were automatically a play-in team. Um, 
And at first I was right, but it quickly dawned on me. And I can't remember. I think it was December. I was like, you know what? I completely underestimated kids incompetence. And there's a possibility that we do end up in the, uh, the plan. So, um, fortunately I came to this conclusion early, so I don't have to be upset right now about that in particular, but I'm not looking forward to potentially being in a play especially against a team like the Lakers. And um, I can see it now. I can see it now. We're in the play-in. We lose the play-in game, and then we lose the other one or, or whatever happens, and we're out of the playoffs. Not even out of the playoffs. Never actually make it in. And there's like a post-game press conference, and, you know, Jason Kidd is asked, you know, oh, what's – something about the team moving forward or did this team fall short of expectations? And the answer is going to be, well, we got a big player midway through the season. It took some time uh, for the team to gel, blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit, whatever the fuck. And then they're going to say, yeah, in the off season, we're going to try this. And then Kyrie's not going to fucking come back. And then we're going to have a whole lot of money and we're going to be like, all right, cool. The Mavs can do something with this money. But then they're going to realize nobody wants to fucking come here because they saw how Jason Kidd coached this season and they saw how the front office treated Christian Wood. Then Christian Wood isn't going to come back either. So our best case scenario is, hey, let's sign and trade Kyrie Irving and maybe we can get D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt and whoever the fuck back. But then the Lakers are going to somehow clear a bunch of cap space to just sign Kyrie on their fucking own. And we're not going to get a sign and trade. So then we're going to be left with signing motherfuckers like TJ Warren to $9 million a year. That's the Mavericks in a fucking nutshell. I, um, I'm fully prepared to go scorched earth against this organization in Austin. <laughs> so go what? Scorched earth. Like, <laughs> all in. Chips on the table. Like, I'm, I'm reaching out to Donnie for the dirt on Mark Cuban. Like, we, it's, it's going. It's Donnie? Going. Need to reach out to Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell's not releasing that information. You're right. Who did he come out and defend in the public? Randomly. Do you remember that? I can't remember who. I remember, but I can't remember who it was. Something came down, and Dwight Powell suddenly has words to say. I was like, I know that ain't Dwight Powell speaking. <laughs> like, could he be even less of a company? Could you imagine losing to the Wolves in the play-in? Imagine losing. Imagine the standards stay how they are. We lose to the Wolves in the seven-eight game. Could you imagine what's going to happen on? Anthony Edwards, yeah, I just knew they ain't had no 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 presence in the paint, so I could just go to the room. You know what's gonna happen? We fed Rudy all night. You know what's gonna happen, right? You are gonna get guys like Kendrick Perkins and Nick Young and Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> Anthony Edwards is the face of the league, and Rashad Phillips coming on Twitter talking about, mm-hmm, yeah, y'all talk all this talk about Luca. But what is Luca better at that Anthony Edwards ain't good at? Anthony Edwards better at defense. At least he played defense for his team, and he just kicked Luca out the playoffs. Oh, but y'all won't talk about him being face of the league, huh? I wonder why. I can see the side-by-side now. I can see the side-by-side now. I, um... 
Rudy Gobert revenge game is crazy, man. A Rudy 2020 game? Yo, don't, 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 don't. Go. Be a lot, be a lot of depressed Mavs fans to get put out by Rudy after what we did to them last year. After what we did to his life last year. Oh man. Cat's oh. not even back yet, and they're as good as us. Noel hasn't been playing lately, and, and they're as good as us. It's uh Man, I hope Luca leg is healthy when he come back because that's the only way I'm gonna have hope. If Luca can move when he gets back, that's that's the only way I'm 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 gonna change my tune. I still don't know if I'm gonna have hope, man. I got I got. That's all I can hold on to. I just don't know. That's all I can hold on to. It's rough out here. It's rough out here. Uh, with that being said, uh, we're going to take a quick break, quick ad break, and uh, we're going to come back with our closing segments. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Bibs, what's a matchup, a pairing in the tournament that you're looking forward to? So, you know, I, I'm an SEC fan, right? Um, South Carolina is my school. And every single tournament since I can remember, like I'm thinking back to the Joe Kim Noah Al Horford Florida Gators, the SEC gets overlooked every single time. And every single time they overperform. Maybe a couple of years we had down years, but usually they overperform. So if you're looking for sleepers, if you're looking for teams that are going to make a deeper run than people expect, look for those SEC matchups. Those are tough teams, just like the football teams that play defense, unlike a lot of these other teams, and defense carries over. Every team is going to have a cold shooting night, but defense is something you can depend on. So look out for those SEC matchups. Obviously, Kansas is the favorite team overall. The, the one key I'm going to tell you, I usually wouldn't share this type of news. Look for teams with large rebound margins, teams with large rebound margins, defense rebounding. Those are the things that get you those margins that, that, that carry over no matter who you're playing against. So look for the teams with the rebound margins. Look for the teams that play defense. Those are going to be your teams that, that go longer, go farther than people expect. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, from that quick ad break 
You know what time it is. Uh, our three closing segments. The third one is actually obviously new because, you know, uh, we started the Fantasy League this year and it is dwindling down. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the last week. This is the last week of matchups. After this, we will know who is in the playoffs and who is out. I've been out, so this ain't about me. But let's start off. Speaking of me, uh, I stopped setting my lineups a long time ago, but I did get my ass bust regardless by Bay Area MFFL, who was 14-5 and five on a six-game, now seven-game win streak, walking into the playoffs 1,062-741. to 741. Team Coops was 14 and 5, was on a one game losing streak. Now was going to move to 15 and 4. Defeated Boys Don't Kawhi, 6 and 13. 10 game losing streak, 879, 628. Shaco was 10 and 9 on a three game win streak. That win streak is now snapped, and he will move to five hundred. Will fall to five hundred at ten and ten against Watch Throne twelve hundred and twenty-two seven hundred and sixty-seven. No way, dude. Set his lineups, girl. You know it's Drew eleven and eight, moving to twelve and eight. None of these are close at this point. Yeah, um, I mean, we know who's in the playoffs. So yeah, most people weren't trying. Well, I mean, even with like. Shieko isn't out completely, right? Shieko's out. After, oh, okay. After last week, the it was locked in. Me and me and KT got the last two spots. Okay, cool. Um, girl, you know it's Drew defeated Team Wild Bill nine hundred and ninety five to six forty three. Girl, you know it's Drew is eleven and eight, moving on to twelve and eight. Uh, a close game right now. Oh, it doesn't matter because it's between two losing teams. Oklahoma City OKC Sean at six and thirteen. Versus Josh. Josh Green is OKX at 6-13. and 13. Uh, One is on a three-game losing streak. One is on a five-game losing streak. And the score is 720 to 711. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going through to see who's going to win because it doesn't fucking matter. SJ's children takes the L to the balding point, both at 14-5. and five. 1191 to 966. Creative team name loses to Toe Bay Bumaye 720 to 572. And Bibs, did you not set your lineups this week? Oh, I settled, but uh, my two oh. guards are John Morant and Jalen Brunson. So, yikes, damn, John Morant holds you big time. John Morant is about to be the reason we give up this hundred dollars. He gonna have to see me. We gonna have to really see if he bought that life. John Morant and then Jalen Brunson decided to get hurt as well. Um, it's not looking good for your boy. It's not looking good. My two horses are. are, are, are I wish I could trade you players, man. It's too late. <laughs> it's too late. I know. I know. Um, Probably injured. Defeated Bibbs agenda eleven hundred and twenty five to six hundred and forty three. So. As it stands right now, the East, actually, I think I could just look at the playoff bracket. Yes. As it stands right now, pretty sure this could change. We will give the final playoff standings tomorrow on the post-game recap. The balding point will be facing its girl, you know, it's Drew in the first round. 
SJ's children will face Bay Area MFFL in the first round. Watch the throne will face probably injured in the first round. And Bibbs' agenda will probably face Team Coops in the first round. This could change. Yes. We will. Huh? You see the top five are all 14 and five coming into the week. Yeah. And number six is 13 and five. 13. And two of the people that play each other today are 14 and five. And SJ is has basically just lost. So Who does she play? Um, the balding point. Yeah, the balding point. So they're definitely the one. Then. Yeah. Okay. So that's the them being the one. Did, you said KT lost, or did she win? Um, I have to go back and check. I can look. Oh no, that's the schedule. What's her team again? Drew, you know it's Drew. Eleven and eight. She won. She's won the swap. Pass me. So yeah, we I don't know. We don't know any of the matchups. Yeah. Uh, well, no, uh, y'all will be tied. So yeah, I think she might have a tiebreaker. Okay. All right. Well, uh, here's me hoping that Bibbs doesn't have to give up that hundred dollars, but we move on to the Mavs outsiders unsung hero of the week. Who could this award possibly go to? On it's getting harder and harder to give these awards to guys on losing weeks where like no one but the best two players are really playing that well. But I did find someone, uh, and I could be biased, but the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week award this week goes to Jaden Hardy. Uh, he got not only did he get his first start with the Mavericks yesterday, putting up twenty points on a losing effort, but uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans, he was able to log some healthy minutes and facilitate somewhat of a comeback and almost comeback, not facilitate, but be a part of an almost comeback uh, in a losing effort again. But uh, he did show his worth to this team, whether Jason Kidd recognizes it or not. Won't hold my breath. What I will hold my breath for is the weekly forecast because I'm actually passing it to Weatherman Bibbs right now to tell us what the upcoming week is going to look like for the Dallas Mavericks. Bibbs, what's the weather? Hi, Reese. Uh, thank you for that beautiful intro. Look, Jaden Hardy really got it done this week. Uh, I did want to give a quick shout out to Josh Green last night. We know about the history with him and Desmond Bain. And uh, it was looking kind of rough for him early in that game. But he came back. He finished with a double-double. Big game for Josh, and hopefully it carries over into Monday. But speaking of Monday, we're going back home. And our opponents are following us. That's right, guys. The Memphis Grizzlies are coming into town. No John Morant, although he was making it hurricane in that VIP room at that strip club. I don't know why that picture came out, but goddamn, that was a lot of money. Uh, Makes you want to... Get ass implants, chop it off, and go get this bread. But anyway, uh, we're playing the Grizzlies. We've seen what their team can do with the lineup that they have. David Roddy's not going to score 17 points again. I can, uh, can I? No, no, you know what? David Roddy might not score 17 points again, but will Jaron Jackson go three for 12 again? It, 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 a lot can go differently. Perhaps Jason Kidd will stop being such a hoe-ass bitch about his rotations, uh, and then we can potentially have a W, but we'll see. Will Luka be back? Will Kyrie be back? We simply don't know, 
uh, but we will find out. Then on Wednesday, we're going to Phoenix. Oh, no, excuse me, right, wrong week. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been drinking. I've been in my cups. Uh, the Spurs were going on the road to San Antonio. They are well on their way to Wemby. Uh, will they roll over? Zach Collins has a choking fetish. Will someone, will he choke the lead in, in San Antonio? And then finally, we're going to L.A. on Friday. That's right. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like your college work schedule. Uh, the Lakers, they're a team that's trying to get back to the playoffs as well. And depending on how those first few games go for us, we may be in a position to go ahead and hand them the keys to a playoff berth. It's a interesting week. We got ahead two team, one team that's trying to avoid sliding without their star. One team that's trying to get Wemby, another team that's trying to get to the playoffs for, 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 for LeBron's purposes. Oh, I have no idea how to feel. How about you Reese? Oh, and, Two and one. <laughs> that's, that's a dramatic difference. I, I was about to say zero and three, and I was like, "No, nah, we we play the Spurs. I'm not going to be that disrespectful." Um, here's the thing: if Luca and or Kyrie are back on Monday, I think we beat the Grizzlies. Okay. If neither is back, we're going one and two. Yeah, I can't trust us to win more than one game. That's that's all I can give us right now. That's fair. I can't trust it. That's Luka, fair. Luca back or not? Luca probably get his tech if he's oh, back. Yeah, you're right. And then he'll be suspended for the Spurs game, and then anything is possible. Well, Kyrie should be back for the Spurs game. True. Um. Maybe he'll come back for the Spurs game and get suspended for the Lakers game. I don't know. Luka getting suspended at some point. I just he getting suspended before the playoffs. I just need it to not be the Hornets game in Charlotte. That's that's all I need. That's that's all I'm asking for. Although, nah, that ain't wild. I'm waiting for these ticket prices to come down. I'm trying to sit right behind the Mavs bench. I'm trying to get on my, my, my Dalton. Uh, like the games, the seats in that spot right now are like, like so I checked the games this weekend that they had in Charlotte and they got down to like $80, $90 for those seats. But like for the Mavs game right now, it's like three fifty mm. per ticket. Mm. So I'm, I'm going to try to wait for these prices to drop with LaMelo out, but they're taking their sweet time. I might end up buying on the week. Plus tax and fees. That's including the tax and fees. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I do it with the tax and fees. So I don't get caught off guard with the, uh, the extra $50 they're about to tackle. On, so, yeah. All right. Um, it's been a rough week. Hopefully, this upcoming week is better. I can only hope and pray that it is. Um, make sure y'all check out the Have You Seen podcast. Um, there was no Mind of Reese podcast this week, but you can still check out the previous one if you have not yet. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. You got anything? Um, about to record this screen review with Tyler, so that'll be out on the Have You Seen Pod. Thank you earlier for the setup uh, for the the Bibs Corner Awards. Glad to get that done. I'll probably put it out in writing as well. Um, 
to start the week. So be on the lookout for that. All right. Y'all heard the man. We will see y'all tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, um, for the post-game recap of the Grizzlies. Let's hope it's a positive one. Until then, y'all stay easy. Be calm. Oh, Last of Us tonight. Season finale. Yes, sir. Should be interesting. Maybe we'll talk about it a bit on the post-game recap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, In the Oscars. Yeah. All right. Don't think there's going to be a ton of surprises tonight. Yeah, I don't think so either. But we'll see. Who knows? Uh, Play a a drinking game on Twitter every time they reference the slap. How about that? All right, Um, Pete. We will highlight y'all tomorrow night. Peace. Peace. We'll be right back.